Welcome to Diosa Intuition, a safe space to grow together. I am your host, Maggie Trevino, and in today's episode, may I add our very first episode, I will be interviewing a very close friend of mine, which I am very excited about because she's not only a close friend of mine, however, she is someone I look up to. She is a mom, a wife, a business owner, and she has had so many successes. And no, the road was not easy. She's still working on herself. She's working on her goals. And she has so many great things to, to tell us today, actually. So I hope if you're listening to this, thank you for being here. You are here for a reason. I truly believe that. And I hope that something that is said in this episode is something that you're looking for is an answer to one of your questions or to any question you may have. So please op- listen with an open heart and open mind, and I hope you get the message you're looking for. Hi, Vanessa. Hi, Maggie. How are you? I'm doing great. Well, thank you for being here, first of all, um, with the rebranding, relaunching of Diosa Intuition. It was named differently before, however, now it's Diosa Intuition, so yay. Um, thank you for being the first one that I interview and the first episode to air. Uh, it means a lot to me. We're going to begin by asking and getting to know who is Vanessa Galvez. Vanessa Galvez is this person right here in front of you. <laughs> uh, I'm 37 years old. I'm a wife, a mother of two kids, a boy and a girl. I have another one on the way. As long as nothing changes, it's a boy, another boy. I manage and uh, pretty much I, I own and manage uh, an online business, charoseca.com with my husband. Uh, he started it about seven or eight years ago. And I've been there in moments. And then now I've, I'm fully dedicated, committed to that business. I've been for a while. Um, and that's what I dedicate myself to. Um, we own uh, a rental property and we're working towards building a bigger business. And so uh that's who I am so the podcast is called Yasa Intuition so share with us a little bit about what does intuition mean to you like as a woman as a mom as a as a wife like what does intuition mean to you or what does the word intuition mean to you uh to me the word intuition is um something that is uh well I call it an energy or a feeling um that I get and it's something that I believe that some people are born with and I believe in my case I might have been born with it but I feel like it was more developed through through time through the parents I had through through the environment I had and so it definitely became developed and now at an older age I think I'm just more aware of my intuition I'm aware of you know why I feel certain way towards things or why I feel certain way towards things or people or or decisions or different things like that. So for me, intuition is a is a feeling, um, a feeling that just kind of is felt inside, um, kind of like an instinct. Mm-hmm. I think that's what I would call it if we were animals, which we are part of that. <laughs> I think I would I would um, compare intuition to instinct, like a feeling yeah, that it's like just a, a gut feeling. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I, I, I agree with you. I think um, intuition is a feeling and a very strong feeling at it. I personally tend to feel my intuition or like that gut feeling 
in my stomach, in the pit of my stomach. And they do say that we hold all our power in our stomach. So knowing that that's where I feel like that, that those knots, that gut feeling in, in the pit of my stomach, I know that I, that's when I know my, my intuition is talking to me. So let me ask you, how do you know when your intuition is trying to communicate with you? Um, for me, it's a feeling. It's a very, and uh, sometimes it can be a very intense feeling. Mm-hmm. Um, but for the most part, day to day, it's a feeling that stands out. It may not be super intense. It, I think the intensity of that feeling depends on the situation or or what the intuition is about. I mean, whether it's a person or a decision I have to make or different things like that. I think um, my intu- my intuition uh, vibrates at a different level depending on what what it is. Do you tend to trust your intuition most of the times or all the times? Sometimes I don't, but I have, uh, those are the times when I have to ask myself, is it my ego or is it my intuition? I do have to distinguish between the two. Um, I have to make sure that my ego isn't creating a story um, that it is trying to justify for its own egotistical reasons. Mm-hmm. Um, so I first ask myself when I do get that, that first, I guess, feeling or vibration that I get. I ask myself, you know, is this based on something that might be true or that might become reality in the future? Or is this just something like a fear or or something triggered by my ego? And so for me, it depends, again, on the situation, if it's relating to a person or a decision I have to make or different things. Um, so it depends. It depends on that. Uh, so I ask myself the question, you know, is this based on your ego feeling or is this based on something that is really, really intense to the point that you feel that it might be true? Mm-hmm. I forget myself that and then I move forward um, after asking myself questions and after kind of testing, uh, testing whatever it is that feeling, um, asking myself questions if it's not ego triggered and if it's something that I feel consistently um and it's ongoing from day to day then I know it's more towards intuition you know why would I continue to feel this energy or feeling towards this uh person or decision it's it's most likely my intuition because my my ego isn't going to be triggered in the same way consistently every single day so that's kind of how I trust it your intuition is like there it's like loud right in your face like listen to me and it's the same it doesn't change correct and um, so knowing you mentioned ego and your intuition and how we can sometimes confuse those two and you need to be able to differentiate from them. Let's say you have um, this intuition for, I'm going to give you an example, right? This intuition of like, you're, you're asking yourself, should I go zip, like jump, um, what's it called? Bungee jumping or zip lining, right? And, you know, I don't know if you are, however, I'm afraid of heights, so you know, I'm scared. I'm thinking I can't, I can't do this. I'm scared. Like, this is too scary. However, my intuition is telling me, yes, you can, you can do it. How do you shut that negative voice inside of you? How do you shut that voice down? Like, how do you ignore it? Well, I don't ignore it if it's so strong. Like, for example, you said the bungee jumping. Mm -hmm. I wouldn't do that. because I don't trust I mean I'm sure there are lots of people that do it every day and they come out just fine um I'm also sure that there are people that do it and things don't come out fine uh so for me I mean I make decisions based on what I care about and for me my kids are more important and my my life my family is more important so I wouldn't take on that risk um 
So I, I wouldn't even go, you know, into the intuition on that one. I would just make my own decision based on my life and I would not go bungee jumping. Um, <laughs> but I know that it's triggered by fear, you know, fear of dying, fear of me not being here for my kids, fear of me not being here for my husband, fear of my life just suddenly stopping when I just right. could have not done that, you know, to avoid dying in an accident. Um, so uh, I wouldn't go there. I wouldn't go to my intuition at that point. It's, it is my ego talking and I do um, make decisions based on logic. So I kind of, I know that I'm afraid, maybe I am afraid of heights, um, <laughs> but I won't move forward unless I think of it logically. So I, I get away from emotions and feelings and I make decisions based on logic. So I think okay. that's how I, that's kind of how I make decisions. Got it. So I know that was just an example. I was just trying to, I guess, um, explain kind of what I was yeah. trying to say. Um, yeah. So forget it's bungee jumping, just in general. Like when you know your intuition is something like selling you a very great thing that you can do, that you got this and like, you know, you can do it and your intuition is telling you, yes, do it. However, we always have, you know, the, what do they call it? You know how on your shoulders you have a little angel and like your devil, like, you know, so what would you how do you tend to quiet down like when your second voice is being negative and telling you like no you can't do this you're too scared you're a mom you're a woman like you can't do this how do you how do you shut that voice down and listen to the positive intuition your positive voice I have compared myself with uh, different personalities and I think at the end of the day it's just kind of the person that I am I'm I'm stubborn I consider, <laughs> I consider myself a stubborn person. I first make decisions based on logic, not my stubbornness, but second would be my stubborn. So I would first make a decision based on logic. Is this good? Is this good for my family? Is this good for me? Is this good for my kids? That's kind of where the logic comes from. Mm -hmm. um, after that, if all of that gets checked off and it is going to help everyone, then I'm just stubborn. So even if there's fear, which there's always going to be fear mm -hmm. when you're going to step out of your comfort zone there's always going to be fear period um but the thing that gets me past the fear or, or just accepting the fear i don't have to ignore the fear it's there acknowledge it okay cool but um i move forward just because i'm stubborn i'm stubborn if i really want something and i really um my intuition tells me you know this is something really good it can end very very positive i just keep at it i mean some things some things don't happen right away also i think that because we're we're, we've grown up, I've grown up in like uh, the social media or, you know, from what was the, the first, oh, MySpace, you know, oh, all yeah. <laughs> and the internet, you know, I grew up with the internet and the internet was new for me when I was young. And so we, we've grown up with things. Now things are super instant. So we want, you know, I know I order food, so I want to order it and I want it to be here, you know? So we have microwaves, we can pop something in there, warm it up 30 seconds, it's warm, you know, we're, we're already conditioned to want things really fast. Mm -hmm. And I don't care what, um, I don't, I don't care how advanced we are, or how fast things move. Still, at the end of the day, if the person isn't ready to move that fast, um, I don't think they should stop with their dream. I think it just might take longer. And it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter if it takes longer, as long as you're stubborn and stick with it and keep going with it and persist with it. Um, 
and you are going to get all those feelings. I, I, I can't say you're going to ignore, like, I don't think it's good to ignore them. I think it's good to acknowledge, okay, I'm afraid. Why are you afraid? I'm afraid because this, this, and that. Okay. Do you still want to do it? And at the end of the day, I think it's the passion and it's the reason why you want to do something that's really going to push you to do it. Yeah. And you said something important and it's about accepting and accepting that you have those negative thoughts or that, you know, your ego or your whatever you want to call it, you know, that second inner voice that we have, because we have two, the positive one and the negative. Well, I think it's just one inner voice divided into positive and negative. And I think, like you said, we got to accept it. Like we got to accept if we're scared. We got to accept like, and I think a, a big one, big failure that a lot of us have is, well, as I, I want to say, not a lot of us, however, it's like a very common fear is fear of failure. You know, like, what if I don't do it right? What if I do it wrong? What if I mess up? However, we got to, like, like you said it, accept it, acknowledge it, accept it, and then just push forward. And I think that's something that not many know or not many know how to do. So could you give us an example of, or or just explain or um, how do you push forward? Like, how do you tend to push forward? after you've acknowledged and accepted that there's this fear, there's all this negative stuff going on, how do you move forward? Um, it depends. Like I have put some things on pause um, and I know why. Um, it's because of my priorities and my priorities are always my kids, my husband, my family, my household. That's kind of, I make those things a priority because that's my foundation. That's my foundation. If, if my foundation isn't strong, how could I go out in the world and persist and push to get something bigger when my base isn't strong like I just I can't well in my case mm -hmm. so for me my my young years of my life um from mid-20s to mid-30s I dedicated to being a wife a mom um I think the later part of my 30s were more like de personal development um, there are things that we carry with us from the womb, from childhood, from our parents. I mean, things get passed down. And when, when I started being aware of these things, I thought, oh my gosh, I need to, I need to, I need to fix this. I need to fix this and make sure that these are not my stories. They're whoever stories they belong to, and they need to stay over there, not over here. Mm -hmm. And so the past few years I've been working on myself and especially through, I believe running a business is personal growth and personal development because we go through so many things. We see our weaknesses. We see our strengths. We see lots of areas where we can improve. And I think um, that has been a lot of learning for me. So the past, for sure, the past 10 years have been a lot of learning, a lot of learning, learning how to be a mother, learning how to be a wife, learning how to be a woman, a good um person in in the community and the society being a better example i mean nobody's perfect i'm not perfect um but learning and growing i think the past 10 years have been has been like my focus so i did put some goals on pause i didn't cancel them i didn't give up on them it's just my priorities are my priorities and sometimes that's i think it, it's everyone's own unique decision i mean if someone wants to pursue their career while they're having kids and they can do it, do it. You know, in my case, 
I wanted to be involved and I wanted to show my kids that I'm there for them. I want, I want them to have a strong feeling of foundation. I want them to have a strong feeling of my parents are here for me. They support me. You know, they're here for me with whatever I need. I want them to have a strong foundation so that they can grow up and maybe achieve their dreams sooner than, than me and my husband. I mean, we did everything in our mid twenties. Well, the things that we started and I would be even happier if my kids could start like right now. <laughs> I mean, yeah. you know, they're only seven and, and four, but Hey, I mean, nowadays you can start so young. So yeah, correct. for me, I, it's kind of, um, I think my, my vision is more long-term. It's not short-term for sure. And my goal is to build, um, a foundation, a strong foundation for my kids, something that they can continue. And, you know, they can choose what they want to do, but I don't want them to have limitations. And if they do have limitations, I want to be able to teach them how to overcome them. And so I think right now, I, that's why my focus has been more like personal development. I did put, um, I guess, business dreams on pause, not my life, but business dreams. They're not together. They're separate. It's like different things. And yeah. so for me, it's it's a long-term thing. It's a long-term thing. I mean, hopefully I don't die tomorrow, but it is a long-term thing. And, and especially when you have really big dreams, I don't think that they're going to come. I don't think they're going to happen, you know, from one day to the next, especially, I mean, with the business that, that we do have, I mean, it's already what, seven or eight years. And it's like every year we learn something. Every year we grow from something. Every year there's pain. Every year there's fear. Every year, it's like those feelings don't go away. Mm -hmm. So I mean, it's something that I've personally learned is like when there's fear, when there's pain, however, the, the, I mean, it's not a good thing, right? It is not, it's not, um, people don't associate fear and pain with something good. However, when it comes to growth and change, I feel like it's, we're going to go through that. It's like um, a little kid when they're growing, their bones, you know, are growing, they're in pain. So I think growth is pain because it's gonna it's gonna mean sacrifices. It's gonna mean like you know maybe late nights and like it's gonna involve a lot of work to get what you want. And I think something that you mentioned, I think as a mom, we do put a lot of our, our dreams and goals on on pause. Some um I so we put a lot of our goals and dreams on pause. So I think being able to know when, like you said, priorities, you have kids, you know, especially when they're babies, you have to be there for them. You can't be like, you know what? Cry. Let me go work. You know, it's like, they're your babies. You want to be there for them. And I think that's me too. Like I want to, I wanted to be there for my son. I only have one. So I wanted to be there for my son and I did put my dreams and goals on pause. However, as, as women, as moms, as wives, how, I know you've had many goals and you put them on pause and I'm sure some of them you've already pressed play on again. So how do you know when is the right time or at least for you, when was the right time for you to be like, okay, I'm ready. Let's go after these goals. I don't think there's a right time, especially recently. Um, I start off and I want to do something and there's a lot of passion. That's how everything starts with a lot of passion. <laughs> That's the easy, that's the easy time to like really capitalize and not sleep and do everything, right? Well, start everything. Um, so it starts that way. And then, you know, I would start doing things and then I realized, oh my God, it's taking a lot of time. I haven't seen my kids. I haven't put them to bed in a while. 
I mean, I do have my husband. He does help me out too. And I can kind of say, hey, can, I'm going to do this. Can you help me out here? But still, I mean, that that doesn't mean that my kids have me. And usually I start to feel it. So when they start to kind of be maybe distant or feel like they can't hug me or things like that's when I say, you know what? What's more important right now? My kids, they're never going to be this age again. My The business, it's not it's not going anywhere. It's not going anywhere. My goals and dreams are not going anywhere. They're mm-hmm. there. So I think uh, for me, it's more of seeing seeing their reaction, seeing how they are with me, uh, checking in with the relationship. My husband too. I mean, he needs time just like a baby too. Um, <laughs> love and attention and massages and all of that. Um so I kind of check in with my relationships first. I check in with my relationships and if they're going good, then that's when I tell myself, okay, my kids are good. My husband's good. The house is under control. Everything is fine. Nothing's burning down. Let's do it. So that's kind of when I decide, I guess, if you want to call it the right time is mm-hmm. I check in with my relationships, make sure they're good, make sure everything's strong, nothing's burning down, and then let's go. So I I do turn it on and turn it off. I turn it on when I feel it's the right, you know, everything is good. Everything's going good. Let's do it. Let's turn it on and let's hustle. Um, And then when moments start to, you know, kind of come down, I I tone it down a bit. And then it's kind of like putting out fires. You you put out fires when they need to. And so that's where your tension goes at the moment. But for me... And something you said, I think it's important for like listeners and just women in general to know is that like, it's okay to, you know, work on your goals. And then if you, you want to, it's okay to work on your goals, take a break, but however, get back on it. Like, don't just be like, you know what, forget this goal. Like you said, your goals and dreams are always going to be there. Just don't throw them away. Like, it's okay. It's okay to take a pause. It's okay to take care of your family and kids. And then it's okay for you to work on your goals after like, like you said, like priorities, you know, and and maybe some women, you know, will per se like, hey, if I'm not making money, how's my family going to be good? However, I tend to understand you and not everyone's going to agree with us um, or with me or with you. You know, everyone has their own point of views. So I feel like with something you said was important, like making sure your relationships are OK, because I think success starts at home. So if your relationships at home are not okay how do you expect your business to be okay or like your hobbies like whatever you're doing outside of your house to be okay in this case business right how do you expect your businesses to be okay or your goals or your dreams to be okay if your home is not okay Mm -hmm. so I think like you said it's important to sometimes press pause work on your home work on your your you know relationship with your kids and your husband and then make sure everything's okay again so that you can go back with like I think it's like as moms, I've at least for myself, I've experienced in mom guilt. And I think in order to not have that mom guilt of like, oh, I'm not giving my kids enough attention is to make sure that the relationship is okay. And to give them that, I call it quality time, you know, Mm -hmm. whether it's an hour a day, whether it's a whole day, however, it's quality time, time that's uninterrupted with them. And I think you made a good, a good, a good point in that aspect. So let me now, as you know, everything that you that you shared, I'm sure as a mom, as a wife, as just being Vanessa, you have your down moments. You have those moments where you don't want to get out of bed, 
where you just want to throw in the towel. So when you're in that moment, in that stage, you know, at, at that time, how do you get yourself back up? How do you tell Vanessa, like, it, enough is enough. We got to, you know, go forward. Um, I don't think there's really anything that can hold me down for that long. I mean, if I need to cry over something, I go to the restroom and I cry. So I get it out and then I'm done with it and I go on. I mean, I think also the example, I mean, my mom was a really good example of a hardworking woman. Like she, I know she went through her moments. I know she went through hard times. Um, and just seeing her be consistent every day, no matter what, even though she had tough times, I mean, she woke up every morning and got ready and went to work and came home and cooked and cleaned and went to the grocery store, washed laundry. I mean, I think it's the program that I have for sure. If, if I mean, that's what it is, really. It's a program for me. It's a program. It's not even uh, habits. It's just, it's a program that's deep inside of me. And I got it from my mom from seeing her just hustle and handle everything. I mean, with her, there's no excuses. I mean... I mean, also, you know, she's an immigrant from another country. And so I'm sure she's gone through worse things in her younger years than she's gone through in her adult years over here as a U.S. citizen. Mm -hmm. I mean, I think it's just things toughen you up as you live your life. And and that inner strength that you have because of those things that have, you know, crossed your path throughout your childhood and teenagers and adult, young adult years. I think at the end of the day, it's just it's it's mental toughness it's um it's energy toughness it's uh spiritual toughness i mean if you want to call it all the same thing i think it's just you know when you're going through a hard time you deal with that as best you can but always have confidence that it it's going to pass like the, the the low points the tough times they're going to pass and i think also it's faith i mean i was raised catholic I don't practice my, I don't practice the religion anymore. I'm more spiritual now, but the religion did help me a lot. I mean, it helped me as far as having faith, having faith in the universe, having faith in something bigger than myself. And I know that anything that comes my way, I can overcome it. And it's just going to take me pushing through. So it's, for me, it's a program. It's a program. I mean, I do have my moments where I feel down. I do have my, my tough times. But because my program is so strong, I still just, like, I just get up and I do what I have to do. I mean, I may not do everything that I want to do, to be honest, let's just be honest. But I do do the things that I have to do. Like, I have to be a mom. If I'm not there for my kids, who's who, who do they have? They don't have anyone else, I mean, here at home. Yeah. So, I mean, I think all of those things push me through. As a wife, too, I mean... You know, marriage has its, up, has its ups and downs. It's just natural. And, you know, during those tough times, it's it's difficult. But my program is just so strong that I, and I'm stubborn. I have that stubborn program that I just keep going. I mean, I have to do what I have to do, period. I mean, there's no... If, if my energy is really low, I, I get rest. I do rest. I take a hot shower. I get some sleep, I get enough sleep, you know, to make sure that it's not physical because sometimes, 
sometimes it's the physical and we don't realize it. Sometimes we're not sleeping enough because we're moms and we're doing so much in, in, in a certain amount of hours. I think we don't get enough sleep. And so first I make sure that it's not just me. It's not just my feelings and my emotions. Let me drink some water. Let me take a hot shower and relax, de-stress. Let me get some rest, get enough sleep. Once I do the basic things and let's say I still feel, I still feel down mm-hmm. and I know, okay, something's going on with me. And then I start, uh, for me, it helps me to free write, to journal um, because I get everything out of my mind and out of my body. Yeah. So I journal and I write down what I'm feeling. I write down what I'm thinking. What are my thoughts at the end of it? You know, first I write it out, then I read it when I'm done. And I always initial or sign my name at the end, but I reread it and I read it because it's a window into me. It's a window into who I am, why I'm feeling what I'm I'm feeling. And it just helps me. um, I think if we keep it inside, it becomes a mess and then we don't organize the mess. Mm -hmm. And so if we get it out, if we get it out on paper, it's kind of like, okay, now it's more clear. And I see, okay, these are the problems that I'm having or issues, or whatever you want to call it. And once I see it on paper, it doesn't seem as big as I was making it inside. Mm -hmm. So then when I read it on paper, and I say, Oh, my God, you know, why did I feel so bad? It's not that bad. So journaling helps me a lot. Journaling, writing things down. That's usually what I do when I feel really, really low. And I've already done the basic things like drink water, get sleep, take a nice shower, take care of my body. Um, that's kind of the next thing I do is journal. Um, so then once I journal and I kind of assess, okay, this is how I'm feeling and this is why I'm feeling that, then I'm able to attack it. And okay. Um, right now it looks like most of my writing was about my relationship and my marriage. So what do I need to do? And those things have actually taken me to like the self-improvement courses. I mean, we're from the same community, Mm -hmm. um, you know, SEPA, Mastermind. Lea, Elevando Conciencia, you know, it's taking you to these programs, but I don't think I would have taken these uh, courses if I wouldn't have known that there was a problem. So first I journal, find out what the problem is, and then take it from there. I've taken women's courses. I mean, though, all of that has helped me a lot. And I think without those courses, I wouldn't, I wouldn't have been able to I guess make sense of everything and make things smaller than what they really are because I tend to make them really big in the moment. So these courses have helped me realize that they're they're just small things mm-hmm. and they're just temporary things because so far everything has been temporary. <laughs> right. I think, I mean, I don't think we're alone because I, I can relate to everything you're saying right now. And I feel like sometimes myself, I make something small into something big and for me, it wasn't until recently that I discovered that I that it, it like it was like a, a wake up call. I was like, why is talking about my relationship with my husband? Like, why do I make something so small into something so big? Like, why do I blow it out of proportion? You know, why is, you know, for example, I don't know. I think as a couple, we get annoyed of each other for any little thing, or at least I'm going to speak from my, my relationship. Like, let's say he doesn't put his clothes in the dirty bin right he leaves it on the floor I make that into something big and I realize that sometimes 
I think we have husbands that are very similar in the sense where they have a hard time expressing their emotions, their love. So I think for myself, something that I, I literally just discovered about myself and I'm learning like, and okay, I'm, I'll go back to it because I, I want to touch a point that you mentioned right now. However, um, in my relationship, so it's like, I learned that sometimes it's just because I want to feel something. Like I want to know he's a human. I want to know like he has some sort of emotion towards me. So I blow things out of proportion. However, you said something of like, you know, you want to know why you think the way you think, why you react the way you react and writing it down has helped you. And thank you for sharing that. That is now something I will apply as well, because I hadn't done that. I, I just realized really this past weekend that um, that is something that I was doing very frequently of like picking an argument over something so small when it can. The solution would have been pick up the clothes, put it in the dirty bin and just like, hey, babe. Can you please put your dirty clothes in the dirty bin next time? And you know, problem solved. No argument, no fighting. However, no, I feel like I'm born, I feel like I'm not alone in this world. I feel like there's probably more women out there who might do the same thing. Pick a fight over something so small. And I think you sharing that probably sometimes instead of like reacting, or if you do react, like um, what's it called? Um analyze yourself, like write everything down, go through it, like what were you feeling? How did you react? Why are you feeling this way? And kind of just reread it. And, and I think that's something important that at least I'm going to take from what you just said. And I hope anyone who's listening, if it helps you, like, do it. Like, it's something that, something so small that we just literally, like, it's just pen and paper. Like, something so small that I think any of us can do. And of course, and I think, um, I think, like you mentioned, um, when you do write them down, you find a solution afterwards. And I think that sometimes, like, we need that. We need to, instead of create a problem, find a solution. So maybe next time, instead of getting mad at my husband, I'll pick it up, write down, I'm so mad because my husband's name is Edgar. I'm so mad because Edgar didn't put his clothes in the dirty bin. Da, 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 and then be like, why am I mad? Because I clean, because he doesn't help. Da, da, da. And then what's the solution? Pick it up and then just talk to him. Like, not starting art. As far as the kind of the example that you that you brought up about the laundry, I mean, you can train him. You can just ask him to move it. Like, hey, um, did you forget to put your pants in the in the laundry basket? <laughs> but I'm thinking about it. Oh, you know what? Maybe I did. And then, okay, um, I'm going to wash clothes in a bit. Uh, if you want me to wash your clothes, can you make sure you put it in the bin? I mean, that's what I do with might <laughs> <laughs> okay ladies do not tell do not tell your guys that we told you to train them just <laughs> ask them questions until they realize that they have to like take action and do something about it <laughs> self-discovery so, yes make them self-discover that they did something that they have that they shouldn't have yeah you know and that another thing well what what has humbled me the past couple years that I've been taking women's courses is um, the same way that I have things that bother me about my husband. He had, he must have them about me too. Mm -hmm. I, I thought about that and I asked him, you know, like, Hey, what are your, like, what things annoy you about me or, or what things do you not like about me? Mm -hmm. And he's told me and he's honest, so he's not going to sugarcoat or make it sound nice either in its delivery. Um, but I'm the one who asked the question and I asked it openly because I do want to know, you know, if I'm irritated with A, B, C and D regarding him, I mean, I wonder what 
what bothers him about me. Yeah, exactly. And I think you said it. You said it, open and honest communication. Like, that's, I think that's key in any relationship. And it is hard, though. Like, it, it could be hard, at least from, for, speaking for myself, it could be hard at times to have, to be open and communicate. Because I feel like you mentioned earlier programs. Like, I think my programs are like, you gotta instigate a fight. Like, you gotta fight with him. Like, he's wrong. You're right. Like, ego starts coming into play instead of like, you know, thinking about it, calming down. I know it, uh, not a lot of our listeners will know. However, some may, at least we know, you know, Frank Iniguez, he has a book and he mentions it, Señor Gruñón. It's in Spanish. I don't know how to translate it into English, guys. I'm sorry. It's Señor Gruñón. So, like, we gotta learn to, like, sh- minimize that ego, that Señor Gruñón, and, like, um, just think about it before reacting. So I think like w- what you're saying, open and honest communication is very important, not only in your relationship with your husband, but in any relationship, a friendship, your mom, your dad, with anyone. With yourself. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. One, because yes. that one is the one that's humbled me. I talk to myself, you know, what are my good things, my bad things are positive or negative or whatever you want to call it, strengths and weaknesses, whatever word you want to use. Um, that's how I check myself and I check myself in that way. And it's not, I don't put myself down. It's just being honest with myself and to, to be honest, that's probably been the toughest person to be honest with is Mm -hmm. myself. Um, but I think the more that I practice being honest with myself inside, um, the more humble I am as a person and the more accepting I, I am towards others. I still am a work in progress. <laughs> we all are. We all are a work in progress. I'm working on it with, you know, family members and things like that. But it's progressing every day. It's progressing every day. And at the end of the day, as long as I die and I fixed all my relationships, not fixed, but have been able to accept everyone for who everyone is. Mm-hmm. The way they are not wanting to change anyone because, you know, we're good at that, too. Trying to change people. <laughs> yes. Um, so all of that has helped me. So for sure, I would say number one with anyone, number one, I guess, thing that I can, what advice that I can give people is, is just look inside. Be honest with yourself. What are your strengths, weaknesses? Don't put yourself down. It's just to be aware. Just awareness. That way you can accept others for who they are and how they are. Mm-hmm. Okay. Right. I think acceptance, awareness and acceptance have been the two things that have really like slapped me around <laughs> like maybe two to three years. Um, first awareness and awareness took me a while. Um, and then acceptance, that one's taking me a while. It takes time. I mean, if you're talking about change, it takes it takes time, especially if you want to make permanent change. Like if I'm working on something, I do not want to go back. To the old me mm-hmm. and I, you are gonna have those days where like like you said we're pra- you're practicing acceptance and practicing gratitude you know um we you mentioned the program Leia. so it's a 90-day course just a small little you know explanation 90-day course on working on your goals and one of my goals is to practice gratitude so i'm practicing gratitude for the next 90 days and it's something i want to continue practicing probably after that because it's something we should practice every day however we are gonna have those days where it's gonna be like Instead of being grateful for an event happening to me, I'm going to be mad. I'm going to be sad. I'm going to cry. I'm going to forget to be grateful. And you might forget to accept. However, it's okay. It's okay to not be okay sometimes. Like, we're not going to always be okay. And that's okay, too. However, just get yourself back up. 
and keep working at it. Like, don't just stop because you had one bad day or one bad minute or one bad hour. Like, get yourself back up and keep going. Like, it doesn't end there. Talking about this and everything we've mentioned, tell us, Vanessa, how or what inspires you and motivates you to be your best self? And you probably already answered this. However, just remind us, how do you... what inspires you or or motivates you to just wake up and be the best, your best self, the best version of Vanessa? Faith. That's big. Very strong faith. Um, I believe, I truly believe that there's something bigger for me. Um, I truly believe it. It's not even a thought. It's from inside. It's my spiritual being. It just knows mm-hmm. that there's something bigger for me. There's a reason why I've gone through things. There's a reason why I go through things. There's there's a reason. It's not for nothing. And so that's what wakes me up every day is, is just kind of like, it may not be reality right now, but I'm, I'm taking the steps towards it. Mm-hmm. And I am improving and I am changing. And I do see the change from Vanessa today, from the Vanessa from two years ago, or fifth, I mean, uh, 10 years ago, 15 years ago. I'm a completely different person. And since I see that, I do have faith. I do have faith. It just, it takes time. And so I've accepted that things take time. I've accepted that growth takes time. I've accepted that it takes consistent action. You have to keep going at it. Um, But what wakes me up every morning, regardless of how I feel, um, I could wake up and feel amazing. Or I can wake up and feel like, oh, today's a loss for me. It's just not feeling it. But I still do what I have to do. I at least minimum, I do what I have to do. The things that cannot be ignored. And so if it's a loss for me for the day, as far as like achieving something great for the day, I at least keep myself to doing the minimum requirements that I have to do just to live the day. And at least I know I didn't fail. I didn't fail because I did the main things that needed to be done. They got done. And tomorrow will be a better day. And so it's just the faith that I have, the faith that I have in something bigger than my current situation. Um, it's not a bad current situation, but I know that there's more. And so that excites me. The feelings that I get towards thinking that there's more, it excites me. It, it raises my vibration or my frequency or whatever you want to call it. And it just, even if I feel not so great, I know that it's out there and it's going to happen. And I think that's important. I think that's something important, faith in whether you're religious or not, faith in whatever, like you mentioned earlier, and that there's something bigger than yourself out there, like the universe, whether you believe in God, the universe, the energy, like whatever it is, there's something out there that's bigger than us that that we just have to have faith that everything is going to be okay. Yeah, we're going to come out of, like you said, whatever situation it is, good or bad, like we're going to keep moving forward. I think that's very important. And you mentioned earlier, you mentioned social media. Um, And nowadays in this world, in this era, social media, I feel like has become a big part of a lot of our lives. And I think sometimes we have let, um, or at least myself, right? I have let social media influence my life, sometimes in a not so good way, like in, in not the best way possible, because I feel like sometimes, and I know I'm not alone, we tend to compare ourselves to other people, to other people's lives, to other, you know, women, or, their, or I could be a better mom and this and that. 
however that's just what they show us like there's no um they don't show us what's actually happening and um we compare with ourselves with their good part of their life how has social media impacted or influenced your life whether positive or negative for the most part i enjoyed social media enjoyed in the past past <laughs> I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it in the beginning because it was a way to express yourself. It was a way to put yourself out there and and a way to put yourself out there for me more genuinely. Like, who am I as a person? I'm a loving person. I like to put love out there. Mm-hmm. Um, um, I'm a mother. I love to be a mother. I love my kids. I love putting it out there. I mean, so... In the past, when it first came on, it was like, wow, we can express ourselves and people are interested in that expression of our unique selves. That's amazing. That's awesome. Then it started to transform itself. Um, And I don't think it's, I don't think it transformed itself because based on the business and marketing and, and how you need to market and all of that, it's us. It's, we're the ones making the decisions because um, all of this information on the internet, it's based on our behaviors. Mm-hmm. It's on our behavior. If you click something, it means you're interested or you are curious or you like it enough to click on it. So I don't want to blame the system. Um, I don't want to blame anybody. It's just, I think on social media, there probably isn't enough talk about self-improvement in general and it's kind of funny or not funny it's interesting but people are not really interested in in Mm self-improvement it's people are not interested in going deep within themselves and so because they don't go deep within themselves they're just looking at the outer world which is everybody else and i think that's where it starts to get unhealthy it starts to get unhealthy because now we're ignoring ourselves and we're not we're not looking inside and we're not practicing gratitude, you know, thankful for what we do have. Mm-hmm. And once you start playing this, you know, comparison or keeping up with the Joneses or whatever you want to call it, <laughs> it's really unhealthy. It's unhealthy because you're not acknowledging you. You're not acknowledging who, who you are. You're not acknowledging your gifts. I mean, I believe that we've all been put here for a reason. And if we're starting to compare ourselves or trying to be someone else, we're not letting our own unique light shine. Social media has transformed. Um, It's transformed because of our clicks. (laughs) Yeah. Our behavior and our screen time and how long we view something. Um, I think it starts with us. If we want social media to change, we need to be the change. And it has to happen, you know, little by little, and it has to grow. Mm-hmm. And so um, as far as how it how it affected me personally, it did affect me for a short amount of time uh, because I did I did compare myself to other people and it was because I was going through a tough time um, in my marriage at the time, and I and that's where it started. I've always loved myself. I've always thought I was beautiful. I've always loved myself as a human being. But then things happened, 
And when things happened, I started to look at myself and say, okay, well, why did this happen? Is it because of me or am I not good enough? And then that's the negative self-talk. So I did have it for a short amount of time. There was also positive self-talk where I said, you know, you're crazy. You're beautiful. You're smart. You're motivated. You're ambitious. You know, so both people were talking there, the negative and the positive, and they're like, they're competing with each other. And it's sad to say the negative, the negative sometimes overpowers the positive. Mm -hmm. And it is what it is. You have to go through it. And for me, again, the only thing that helped me was talking to myself. Why is this bothering you? Why do you think that way? I mean, I've, I've come to the point in the past where I wanted to go through body surgery. Mm -hmm. I wanted to get the boobs done, the butt done, the face done, the everything done. And right now I don't want to. <laughs> right now I don't want to. I haven't done anything. Um, but I did go through a, a, a point where I seriously really considered it. And it was because of what I was seeing. And I said, oh, my gosh, you know, men, because that's what I'm interested in is males. Um, <laughs> you know, men are looking at these women with, you know, the fake boobs, the fake ass, the fake, sorry for my language, um, the fake everything or the the done up face, you know, all these things that women are doing to themselves. And I started to ask myself, you know, am I really going to go through with this? Am I really going to go somewhere? And I mean, it's surgery. It's surgery. I don't want to have surgery period, for anything. So, I mean, that's what kind of knocked some sense into me is like, why do you want to do that? You know, to satisfy someone else? Are you really going to be happy with the outcome and the result yourself? Are you going to like it? Because at the end of the day, at the end of the day, if you're doing it for someone else, and for whatever reason, it doesn't work out in the future, now you're stuck with these fake additions to your body and if you didn't like it personally, now what? Now you have to have another surgery to, to get it out? Get it undone. Mm -hmm. So it did affect me in that way. So I'm being very honest. You know, I did for a short amount of time think about getting those things done. And it was because of what I was seeing. And I thought, okay, well, if they like that, well, then I'm going to do that so that, you know, it's right here. And you don't have to go over there outside in the world to look for that. And so that was my, my train of thought. I processed myself, I talked to myself, <laughs> and I talked myself out of it. And at the end of the day, I said, you know what? I love who I am. And I love who I am. And I don't have to change that for anybody. I mean, yeah, there may be things that I might need to change that are more, you know, behavior or habits or things like that, you know, more positivity or whatever everyone's different and can work on different things. So yeah, there are things that we can change. Um, but they shouldn't be things that are not important. Things that are not important should should not be changed. Especially, mm -hmm. uh, continue. Sorry. No, I was saying especially what makes you you. I mean, what makes me me, I shouldn't change it. Correct. Accept it and I should love it. Maybe I can improve on it, but I don't want to have surgery. <laughs> so and, and I think you said it earlier about being honest and open with yourself like you need to 
really know if that's really what you want. And you said it right now, like you can take social media and make it be the best thing, the most positive thing in your life, or you can, you know, make it be the most not so pleasant thing in your life. And I think like you meant, like you mentioned, it depends on who you're following and, you know, what are you watching? What are you clicking? Because the algorithm nowadays, like they know everything they hear everything <laughs> so depending on what you're saying that's what that's what they're gonna you know throw at you however you we do have control we do have control like you mentioned of knowing who we're gonna follow who do we want to look at who do we want to see every time we open our instagram our tiktok our facebook whatever other social media there is out there like who do you want to see who's gonna make you feel good about yourself who's gonna make you feel i don't even i don't even think it's about who's gonna make you feel it's about like you mentioned, it's it's about everything's in our control. Like we're in control. We decide if it's going to make us feel good or bad. So I don't even think it's about like who's going to make me feel good. However, I think that's a, that's a good first step to take is like unfollow anyone who makes you feel some negative feelings. Like just unfollow. Like why are you following them if they make you feel insecure? If they make you feel like, you know, you could be doing, I mean, everybody could always do better. However, not in a bad way. Like no one should make you feel in a negative way. And I did that. I personally did that not that long ago where I was like, I'm going to delete all these people because I don't like feeling like, like, like bad about, I don't, I don't say bad words. I don't want to say bad words. <laughs> I don't want to feel bad about myself. So I did, I unfollowed a lot of people. I even went to like create a new Instagram and follow like all these other people that I do want to follow just because I also didn't want to like old classmates from high school middle school like hurt their feelings right because I'm always thinking of others so it's like just create a new account and you know follow anyone I want to follow so I think it's just about like you said taking control because everything is in our control all their emotions are we're in control of them they don't control us so I think that's something that people understand like and myself too just as a reminder for myself so thank you for sharing that <laughs> thank you for being here Vanessa I think you have shared a lot of a lot of helpful things that not only myself, I'm taking for myself to apply in my life. Have I think anyone who listens can take something from this, or at least I hope they can take something from all of this. If you could go back in time and give 18-year-old Vanessa a piece of advice, what would it be? Um, one, just one. <laughs> or two. give myself many. No. It's kind of funny though, because the first thing that came to my mind is hurry up, <laughs> hurry up. Don't take so long, which it doesn't make any sense because growth takes time. And so it's not realistic. Um, but I would have definitely been more, um, more selfish. Um, my personality is very supportive of others mm -hmm. and it hasn't been so supportive of myself and I don't think that's good or bad I, I kind of I really like that about myself I like that I like to help others I love that about myself so I don't want to change that um, but for sure I would tell my my 18 year old self to to be a little selfish in a good way selfish selfish with myself as in you don't need a boyfriend <laughs> don't need 
a man in your life at such a young age. Um, I, I, I was in a relationship at a young age. I was 15 years old. That's when I started with my first boyfriend. And it was a long-term relationship. So from 15 to 25 years old, I pretty much grew up with this person. And looking back, I don't want to say I regret it because to be honest, it could have, I think it protected me from maybe other things that would have happened if I wasn't in a relationship. But for sure, I I wish I would have been more selfish with myself um, as far as achieving my goals and dreams and staying focused on that. Um, I think for me, for sure. I was always, and I don't know why, I I do need to process that a little bit more, but I was always very, um, I guess the ultimate number one goal I have in my life is to have a successful marriage. That's my own personal goal above everything, even career. Um, That's just how important a successful marriage is to me. Mm -hmm. It's, It's so important. I mean, if you can't, I feel like if, if a person can't have a successful marriage, something's going on. And sometimes you can't avoid it. I mean, it's sometimes you just made not maybe not the right decision in a partner. So it happens. But if you can't have a relationship for a long time with one person, any person ever, I think something's going on. And at least for me, that's what I think. And I don't know. I think that's why that's my ultimate top goal above everything. Mm -hmm. I also believe that if my, if I have a a successful long-term relationship, that everything else is going to be fine. My career, my kids, success, business, goals, dreams. I don't know. I just, that's what I believe. And so I think at a young age, I shouldn't have been thinking about that. Until, <laughs> um, personally, I have one daughter, and I don't want her to focus on marriage so soon. You know, yes, it's good to know that you want to get married someday, but just because we have a ticking biological clock of having children, mm-hmm. I don't think that should affect us so young. Correct. You and, know, and, having kids getting married. And I want to go back to the part where you said that the person that came to your mind was hurry up. I kind of understand because I feel like it's not a bad thing. I don't think hurry up, that that being the person that come up to you is a bad thing. I think it, at least the way I understood it or the way, you know, I'm taking it for myself is that hurry up in the sense of like, get it together, focus, like know what you want early on on the yeah. Like in your life, like don't waste time. Yes, enjoy your teens, enjoy your twenties, go party, go whatever. However, don't do it in such a way where it's gonna like affect your goals and your dreams and you know where you want to focus on. So, I think that's how I took it when you said hurry up. So I just wanted to to bring it up. Like I don't think it was a bad thing. I think it's a good thing of like hurry up and get your act together. Like girl, like yeah. not necessarily grow up sooner. However, like know what you want like know what you're going after don't just go out into the world graduate high school go out into the world not knowing what you want like and if you don't know what you want it's okay take classes takes um, like you said self-improvement seminars and 
figure out what it is that you want out of life or talk to someone like there's a lot of help out there not only self-improvement seminars however i mean i like you can talk to a counselor you can talk to a therapist and figure it all out like just do it at i wish hurry up hit me because it's like i do wish i knew all of this everything that i know now at a younger age like i wish i was interested in all this at a younger age because man my life right now probably would be totally different like my growth probably i would probably be you know i don't know a multi-millionaire by now fingers crossed soon <laughs> however you know i i get it i get it i just want to say i get it and it's not a bad thing i think it's a good thing of like if you apply it in a good way like hurry up and just know what you want out of life like figure out your mission your passion as early on because then you know what you're doing in life you're not just like trying to figure it out am I doing this right am I doing this wrong I think that took me years and I think even now like that's why I think hurry up like to me right now that you said it it hit me because for me like I'm gonna do this no I don't like it I'm gonna do that no I don't think it's for me I'm gonna like I'm I'm all over the place I'm trying to do everything and I do nothing so for me it's like that's why I think for me when you said it it's like yes I agree hurry up because that's me I'm only 27 however I have an eight-year-old so I feel like I'm behind like I feel like I should know already what the heck I want to do with my life I should already be working on it so well you are <laughs> I am now I am now no, you, have been. you have been oh yeah I you guess have been. you need to give yourself some credit I think that's another topic that should be mentioned before we end about how we tend to self-sabotage ourselves or we tend to just be really hard on ourselves. Like I think as women, and I think once we become moms and a wife, we just tend to, I think we're our, we're our worst critic when it comes to it. So I think, like you said, like we need to give ourselves credit where credit is due yeah, and acknowledge that we've overcome a lot of things as well. But depending on everyone's, you know, um, life experiences, however, I'm sure everyone, everyone has accomplished something, whether it's graduating from school, whether it's, you know, going to college, whether it's, you know, you took your first solo trip, like, those are accomplishments that not everyone has done. Like, it's like you said, that I give myself credit. Yes, give yourself credit. <laughs> I, I agree with you. Um. I think it's a personality thing, though, to be honest, because for me, I know that I am very, very hard on myself. And that's what has also, you know, kind of held me back from starting things that I want to start. And that's pretty much it. So we do have to give ourselves credit. We've gone through a lot. We need to write it down. Mm -hmm. we need to write it down and remind ourselves, like, this is what we have done. This is what you have done. This is what I have done. Everyone has done a different thing and it's all going to come in different times. I think what what gets me out of those things is thinking about like the KFC story. I mean, that guy started, mm. you know, I want to talk about starting late. Yeah. I mean, what do we have on him? <laughs> We're still young. We're still young. <laughs> you can, if you think about it this way, like in my case, I'm 37. Let's say I live to... 90 because my grandma is turning 90 in September wow. so if my grandma lived to be 90 there's a high chance I will live to be 90 so let's say I live to be 90 and I'm 37 how many years of life do I have from 37 to 90 
that's more than the life I've lived so far. So there's a lot to do and there's a lot of time. Yeah, I, I agree. I think that I know you're mentioning it because I said that I feel like I'm behind because I'm only 27. Mm -hmm. I mean, yeah, I, I, I think you're right. I don't I think we're never too young or too old. Um, I think like whenever you decide to start, whenever you decide to change, like it's always a good time. It's never too late. It's never too soon. Like when you're ready, that's when you're gonna, you know, it's gonna happen. Yeah. And and I agree. I do agree with you. I just do think sometimes I feel like I am too hard on myself, where I feel like I should be here and I'm here. However, like you said, like sometimes I do need to remind myself or surround myself with friends like you who are going to remind me to like, hey, Maggie, you're doing an awesome job. Give yourself credit. Like, and I think that's another thing that's really important. Like who do you surround yourself with? Like surround yourself with people that make you feel good, that make you want to dream big, that make you want to do big things. And I think that's something that I've learned. My circle may be small. However, I feel like my circle is strong. Like you and your husband are really good friends of mine. Like I have other friends who are also involved in the same kind of self-improvement seminars that are always pushing me and, and encouraging me to do more, that I can do more. I feel like sometimes I have, for example, um, if you guys don't know who her husband is, her husband is Francisco Galvez, known as Paquito, who has the Charrasteca podcast. And he's a really good friend of mine. And I feel like sometimes I forget, I feel like I can't, I can't do, or I can't dream big. And I have friends like him, like you, Vanessa, who tell me like, Maggie, you can dream bigger than that. Like, come on, like your goal cannot be this small. Like, come on, it could be bigger. So I think that's something very important that at least for me has helped me out with like feeling good about myself and wanting to be a better person um, and wanting to be the best, the better version or the best version of myself so I just think that's something super important that I just want to you know make sure everyone knows and like and it's okay to sometimes let go of friends like sometimes it's needed to like to like just distance yourself for a little bit to know who you are and what you want and what you're going to do and just take action well it's actually better to do that that's another thing that I wish I would have done at a young age was cut out people that weren't on the same well that didn't that didn't dream big because uh you know when when you dream big and you share those dreams with people that that don't it's um their reaction is kind of okay oh you don't dream big like me oh you don't want those things like me oh I'm the weird one <laughs> yeah I feel like I, I think I still do it maybe sometimes now. And I think it's rare now. However, I, I get you like where like back when with other friends I had like, or just anyone in general, like anyone that you talk to about your dreams who are not dreaming big like you. I feel like sometimes I have to dream small just because I want to make them feel comfortable. And I think we shouldn't, We I think that's something that, at least for myself, I need to stop caring what people think. Like, I need to stop caring if people think I'm crazy, people think I can't do it. Like, if I believe and I feel that I can do it, like, I'm going to keep dreaming big. Screw them. Yeah. And you're doing good, Maggie. Thank you, Vanessa. And thank you for being here. Um, thank you for sharing and, and, you know, being open and honest with me and with everyone and with everyone and anyone who's listening to this episode. So thank you. Thank you. I do appreciate it from the bottom of my heart. 
thank you so much for joining me on this journey. So thank you, Vanessa. Thank you. Thank you for being here. Well, thank you, Maggie, for starting this podcast. I love the name. Um, I'm happy that I'm the first one. I think some good things came out of the conversation. I think that some people maybe can relate and maybe get some little tidbits out of there. And, and I'm happy to be open and honest with people. That's kind of the way that you started. The whole podcast is, is uh, social media kind of clouds, you know, people's judgment towards others because people only post the good things. But it's through it's through the hard times and it's through the learning lessons that people really learn. So that's why I'm open and honest about my situation, my life, experiences, things I've learned. Is I want to be open and honest with people so that they can grow also. And if I can reach some girl in her 20s or eight or teens, any age, and and kind of put her on the right path before it gets to you know a not so great path then that's then that's amazing and you guys want to follow the osa intuition you guys can we're on instagram as the osa intuition and i will post because vanessa galvez will be also be launching her podcast sometime in the near future so i will be sharing that so you guys can also listen to more of her and her story and she has a lot more to share so <laughs> yeah thank you vanessa and thank you to anyone to everyone who is listening to this episode thank you